0: financial needs. This is Money Talks.
1: We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. Jarrett, you liking that? Pop, pop!
2: Oh, it's showtime. My, my girls. Anytime I need to get a smile on their face, they're in a bad mood. I'll turn that on, and they they can't really? stop. They can't not smile. Yeah, that's what's making that? me smile about it. I just I love it. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's a good good one. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, yeah. I didn't realize that you used tools such as that to make your kids smile oh yeah i mean mine smile just because i'm around
2: well and then sometimes i do it in car line when i drop them off at school and the teachers like because we have the windows down and they'll start dancing oh. and the girls <laughs> love it i mean they but get out and they dancing it. on the sidewalk it's, it's hilarious yeah 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 that's why i was smiling that's, about it
1: that's a, a good show starter so uh as you heard jarrett mckenzie is with me um as well as logan daniel and Kelly Lynn Scalise. Yes. You're about to tell Maybe. us what to do and quit and jawing and get to it, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. No, I've got to, I got task for uh, Jarrett and Logan here. Mm. Uh, Abraham and Nora are retired. They're living on a fixed income. They follow more of a seven year rule, having their living expenses, you know, in fixed income, kind of like we suggest. Um, however, inflation that they've seen in the last seven months has them extremely worried. Rent, insurance, medical, utilities, gas, food, all increasing. Um, they've cut their Discretionary spending, but they're pretty sure what they've set aside for 2022 in fixed income won't be enough. Um, Abraham wants to take some money off the table that he has in equities. Uh, not only will they need it for this year, but his accounts have lost 12 to 15 percent, mm. you know, along with the market year to date. Actually, probably a little more than the market. Um, his bond portfolio isn't keeping up with inflation, nope, which it's you know probably
1: got losses too.
3: I mean, it's it's pretty much across the board here. So issues twofold. What what should he do to cover his current spending and then what should he be doing with the rest of his money
2: it's a good question. because
3: it's, 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 it's pretty common. I'm pretty sure everybody's asking this.
2: Oh, yeah, it's yep. because of all of what you just said. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you shouldn't look at the, those liquidity needs mm-hmm. like where you're just saying, you know, they got seven years approximately worth of living expenses and fixed income. People do get caught up in that and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not earning anything, especially when we're advising them to cover liquidity and saying, hey, we're going to sell stocks and move to fixed income and this kind of environment. They're not. And and understandably so, not very uh, open to that because you're you're not getting much. Uh, and but I always encourage them to not look at that money as what they're seeking a return on. You want to optimize your return, get what you can for sure. those dollars. But those dollars are for protection. They're for making sure you've got the money that you need mm-hmm. when you need you it. You want it there exactly. And and that's why the other. Part of your portfolio, you know, what's in excess of the seven years that they've got, uh, or in, on the ten years for our ten-year rule, that money is actually supposed to be in equities, and we would recommend it be because right now. That's the only thing that's going to give you the opportunity, really, to offset what you're not getting in the fixed income and what you're spending down. So you need that growth, and over that longer period, you should be able to obtain that growth, regardless of what's going on right now. But you know, these folks, along with many other clients, are kind of caught up, and again, understandably so, by the fact that you know we're we're not we're, we're losing money on the equities. We're not you know you're st- probably losing a little bit in fixed income, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, so what do we do? Do we need to get away from the equities and move into something else, and you know, right now the question is, well, what would that be?
1: I <laughs> yeah. Well, where do you put I it, mean, if you, it? If you if yeah. you do what most people do, you you look at commodities have just spiked huge in the last mm-hmm. year, and you you pile all into that. But the problem is, you know, longer term, that floats long at about the. Cost of inflation, right? Yeah, about yeah, the, exactly. About the rise in inflation. So, uh, you know, now
3: would that be a tactical hedge against inflation? Could be. Okay. Could
1: be, but I mean, so could energy stocks. I yeah. mean, there's
3: other other there's stocks. other ways to do it. Utilities.
1: are yeah, emerging Recently markets international. Well. I mean, that's going to give you
2: some negative correlation in your portfolio there. It's, and look, they most other countries in the world have not printed the amount of money that we have in the past right? two years. That's so, true. you know, they're not nearly. Uh, they may be experiencing inflation as well, but not nearly to the extent that we're expected to.
1: Yeah, well and and you know, kinda Jared, getting back to what you had just said, Latin American countries actually spiked interest rates months before the the US did. So mm-hmm. you know, they're dealing with uh, swooning asset values just like we're beginning to yep. uh, but they've they're a little further along in the process but their mm-hmm. inflation is more in check than ours so yeah. it seems wise to me at this point and Jared, this ties into to, uh, uh, you guys financial planning practices I think really what you ought to look at when you're Half money set aside to spend, you just really want to keep pace or a little bit better than inflation. Now, there's mm-hmm. nothing right now, unless you take significant risk that's going to get you a yield equivalent right. to the the inflation rate of eight point three percent or you know whatever we got at the moment. So mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know back back when we had uh, a point where we could get two percent uh, interest rate on a ten year treasury but inflation was only 1.5%, and the Fed was worried and trying to get it up to the target. Now we're trying to get it from 8-plus to the 2% Mm -hmm. target. It's still over a long period of time. You wouldn't expect that to hit every single year, just like you don't expect the Mm -hmm. S&P 500 to return its long-term average uh, right. Annualized return every year because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a better benchmark probably is inflation. You guys use a, a number of four point six percent in your uh, in the your plans. financial mm-hmm. plan yep. Yep. assumptions and about five percent. So mm-hmm. really, it doesn't ultimately make a difference as to what the what the yield is on your bond portfolio as long as it's a little bit higher than inflation and i think over the long term we've hit that mark right yeah yeah and up until this year our 4.6 we used to get questions of that's way too high so i mean (laughs) right i mean do you expect inflation to be at 8 percent for the next 30 years no probably not no i mean that's the reason Um, the fed is scrambling so hard to raise interest rates and get it back down mm -hmm. i mean it's a shock to the system now right but
2: yeah, but over the long run, you're right. I mean, historically speaking, if you come. think about the early '80s and what interest rates were then. Well, guess what? I mean, the, the historical inflation rates still hovering, I believe, somewhere between two and three percent, probably yeah, closer to three at this probably point. Probably
1: three and a half. Yeah. I think so
2: to your point, the four point six percent. I mean, it, that's still reasonable, I think, in this environment. But going back to what I was saying about some of this other stuff earlier. People get caught up in the short term a lot of times and, and they and they lose focus on the bigger picture because you get so concerned or caught up in the environment that you 're in mm-hmm. you start to lose focus on that bigger picture like i said so it 's you know not necessarily you, you don 't want to start making bad decisions with your money that you 've got covered for liquidity again your your goal there we believe is to maximize the yield you can get on it for a very minimal amount of risk because again that, that money look if if people If we were trying to maximize those returns, we would be buying. Fixed income, we'd be buying other things right now. You you want to get what you can in that realm, but not to the extent that you're subjecting those dollars to a lot more risk by buying equities and things like that. Which not many people are wanting to do. In fact, it's quite (laughs) the opposite. They're they're asking, should we move away from equities, even though they're they're down right now? And I say, well, not only would it not be a a very timely thing to do from that regard, but also in the long run, you're going to be missing out on growth that you need for what you're not getting
1: for beyond that seven years in their case. Yeah, ten years for from most of our clients. Yeah, that's yeah. that's
2: how you extend it, the best I think, the yeah. best way to do it, extend the life of your assets is to, you know, make have a conservative bucket there, get what you can on that for a given level of risk like I said, but everything beyond that, which is really what our 10-year rule is, should be invested more aggressively, but yet still conservatively Mm -hmm. so that you can offset, again, what you're not getting in the fixed income right now, but also what you're spending, because if you don't, then, you know, you're just amplifying the losses that you're seeing right now, and really, I mean, unless you guys can think of anything, I don't know, and I've been telling clients this too, okay, yeah, look, if you want to get away from some of the equities, maybe we sell some of these energy companies that have been going crazy, take some of those gains, but what do you want to do with the proceeds? where are you going? Yeah, Yeah, because I I can't really think of anything that will give you a consistent enough return that's high enough to offset Well, you can get 3% on the treasury these days.
1: (laughs) I mean, but 3% is 5% lower (laughs) than inflation has been for a while. And, you know, that's... You could almost get that on a a dividend if it's money you don't need. That's true. Let, yeah. It, yeah. let it work. And, and, and let's face it, <clears throat> you know, one of the better hedges, especially long term against inflation, is buying equities mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. those high prices get built into their revenue over time. I mean, the, oh, the yeah. companies that can pass along prices like consumer staples and obviously energy companies mm-hmm. who can, you know, spike the price as the price on them goes up, their yeah. their input costs increase, uh, they wind up that, that revenue grows, their yeah. earnings grow, you know, over the long haul you wind up with a a, you know return that actually is going to be better than inflation in fact it's yeah. it's uh, over long periods of time. It's going to be now. I think for the short term, Abraham's probably right. Cut back on your spending. That's mm-hmm. really there's nothing better you can do. But right. know that it's relatively short term. You know, I believe that the Fed's going to get it figured out at some point. Have they made mistakes? Yeah, I think they were too late in raising interest rates. They talked about talking about too on too long. Mm-hmm. Kelly, I
3: remember. Yes. Yeah,
1: and uh, you know we we went on with that for a while, but in reality, I think they're going to fix it. And again, you know, inflation is kind of the benchmark. You want to beat inflation to grow your wealth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. And then you want to match or slightly beat inflation to maintain it. Yeah. So, you know, if you just look go- at it.
2: The government's here to help, Troy. Okay. Hmm. You're right. They'll get it figured out.
1: Uh, sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the, I don't know. I, I still believe that you're uh, better off getting less government than you pay for, Jared. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. time. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. <laughs>
3: All right. Coming up next, we've got our listener questions. We're going to talk about uh, some valuations and some dividends. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life.
2: <clears throat> hey, baby, won't you look my way? I can be your new addiction. Hey,
3: baby, what you got to say? All you're giving me.